going on, you guys? It's Dante. And Michelle. And you're tuned into Life Instructions Not Included, the podcast where we try to find all the missing pieces to make your life feel a little bit more normal. Coming from different walks of life, we'll try to spark conversation that mentally stimulates us and challenges the way we think. Today, we are going to be talking about improving our well-being through self-care. We are going to be talking about what is self-care, why is it important, how can people practice self-care, and self-care activities we partake in. Yes. But before we dig deeper into that, we are going to do our daily check-in. But before we check in, we do want to give a thanks to everyone that donated for the toy drive. Yes. Uh, it was a great turnout. We filled up both boxes in the West Seattle and the Ballard location. And uh, we do appreciate it. Mary's Place appreciates it. Yes. And we're hoping for a successful toy drive again next year. Yes, looking forward to it. All right. So checking in, nothing's been too crazy. I think I got sick on Thursday last week and I was going to try to push through it. But, you know, ever since COVID, I've been kind of freaking out. I didn't want to get anybody sick. I didn't want to get any worse. I've already had COVID twice. So I said, fuck it, I'm just going to stay home. I slept Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday early around six o'clock. 6 p.m. Yeah, 6 p.m. I was Actually, I was probably asleep for the majority of the day. And finally, on Monday, I felt just good enough to actually make it to work and work a decent hour. You are one of those people who are just prone to sickness. Yep. Um, and it seems like you get sick very often, very frequent throughout the year. Yep. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> it, well, it sucks because I think for me, my downfall is not getting enough rest. Because yeah. I always think I can do a lot of shit. Never turns out that I can actually get all the shit accomplished. And mm-hmm. then I end up getting sick and I play that same routine over and over and over and you know it Has usually it kills me. Always been like this, like growing up, were you always that kid in school who was like always calling out sick? Because did you oh, ever no. have kids in school and you're like, oh Joey's out again, he's sick. No, no, no. For me, it wasn't until my senior year of high school that I was actually I got really sick. It was the first week of school and you know I was like super pale in the face, back is underneath my eyes. I had to go get blood draws from the doctor and then um and when we got the blood draws the first round the doctors were like oh shit like we have to put this in for another review and they didn't know exactly what it was but there was something wrong with my kidney oh and by the time they wanted to do the second blood draw or the next blood draw I started feeling better again they're like all right never mind forget it they didn't do the second blood draw no sorry they did the first blood draw they sent it in um, then they were like, there's something wrong, but they can't figure it out. So they wanted to do another blood draw, which they did the second mm-hmm. one. And then they wanted me to come in for a third one. But by the time the third one was, uh, they requested for the third one, I already started feeling better. So that's it. You just disregard the first yeah, one and, and two like, and you're like, I'm getting better. I don't need any well, more Well, no, 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 no. I went, I went in and okay. they were like, oh, well, you look good. Like, there's no need to do another blood draw. You'll be okay. And ever since then, I was getting blood draws every year and I was getting sick, like, eight times out of the year. What's that? So did you ever find out like an underlying issue? Nope. Okay. Nope. Mystery. And it sucks because you can't really figure it out unless something's wrong with you. So other than me getting the cold frequently, I mean, I can't really mm-hmm. tell, you know, and I, was, I used to have heart issues too, but I, had, I used to get this sharp shooting pain in my chest. And every time my heart would contract, every time I get a, mm-hmm. um, every time it beats, I could feel a needle poking in. 
And I was like, oh, fuck. But by the time I go to the doctor, you get it checked out. It's fine. It's gone. Yeah, it's fine. So you can't, like I said, you can't Mm -hmm. figure out what it is unless it's happening at the moment. Yeah. You know, one thing I do remember about you in high school, because we didn't talk too much. It was never consistent, right? But one thing I remember about you is that you're a little bit of a hypochondriac. Mm, yeah that's true <laughs> that's true and i remember like if you were sick you're like oh my gosh i'm gonna die mm-hmm. and i was like so extreme yeah but um okay and here you are still getting sick about once a month yep. and you yeah. gotta stay true to yourself you know what i mean <laughs> I guess so uh, what about you that going what about you what were you up to the past week i had a very busy weekend just want to give a shout out to a few people out there one of them being my best friend and her husband, Dessa and Lucas, who are expecting their first baby girl um, in January, which I am very excited for them. So we had their baby shower over the weekend, which was really cute. Sorry, I couldn't make it. Hope you guys enjoyed your gift. Yes, I'm sure she did. And uh, the other person I wanted to shout out is my cousin because we went to a high school basketball, his high school basketball game. Over the weekend, which was against our alma maters. So I went to Ingram High. You went to Franklin. my alma mater. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were playing against each other. Yeah. So Rams versus the Quakers. And it was a home game. It was very, very exciting. Very live. It was like the first, I think, first high school basketball game I've been to his in a, in a while. Um, we won, by the way, by three points. So it was a good game. I heard ever since 2010, Franklin basketball hasn't been the same. Oh yeah, we used to dominate since yeah. 2010. Yeah, we had like been legit decade NBA prospects. Yeah, that it's been, all, but, been yeah, a while. It's crazy. But yeah, so that was really exciting. And you know, I've been watching him play since he was five years old, and I'm just very proud of his progress over the years. I guess he is one of the players to look out for. So if you follow high school sports. Look out for number one on Ingram's basketball team. (laughs) Um, If you're listening, Kevin, I hope you don't mind that I'm shouting you out. Um, But yeah, just very proud of him. And, you know, whether he knows it or not, um, because he's playing so long, pretty much duration for most of his life, basketball is probably a form of self-care for him, Mm -hmm. as with a lot of people like yourself. So we get into today's topic i mean uh, when do you think you started first let's, let's dive into what is self-care yeah yeah let's let's explain that because apparently some people don't know or they can't define what self-care is even though they might participate mm-hmm. in self-care they might have a self-care routine but originally self-care was thought of as activities or yeah i guess activities in life that helped to benefit you and reduce your risk of any type of illness or disease, right? Mm-hmm. So this mainstream outlook on self-care, you know, we're thinking of something that is actually benefiting you both physically and and mentally, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think anything that reduces stress and maintains or enhances our physical and mental well-being. Yeah. I think it could be anything as simple as like, as anything that can bring you joy. And, yeah. You know, I think this day and age, it's really hard for people to step away from their daily lifestyle in order to de-stress, you know, Mm -hmm. because I feel like there's so many things in our lives, especially as we get older, things just start to compile and there's just more things placed on us that cause us to feel drained throughout the weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
do you think that practicing self-care is something that's like widely acceptable? Yeah, it's hard. I think that, especially in America, like our society, there's so much emphasis on placed on you need to work, 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 work to get to where you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, oh, I need to stay busy. They're, they're like constantly comparing themselves to the next person. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this person made it here. This person made it there. Like, why am I not there yet? Do I need to work harder? You know, for me, I look at it from that viewpoint because I was that kind of person where I felt like I needed to be up all the way till three or four in the morning working as hard as possible. And that was because of the motivational speakers I was listening to, or at least some of the clips that I would see on my social media feeds where they were like, no, you got to keep pushing yourself. You got to focus on that and ignore all these distractions that are going to, that are going to cause you to slow down. Mm-hmm. And we talk- I think, I think people don't talk about it enough. Self-care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it in our burnout episode mm-hmm. a few episodes ago that I kind of think that this always keep working mentality can be a little toxic. And when you say that you're staying up until 3, 4 a.m. working, it was probably doing the opposite with self-care. It was probably causing you self-harm. Yeah. And because you lost out on sleep. Mm-hmm. It probably messed up with your concentration or focus the next day. I mean, the list goes on. It really did mess up my relationships with friends, family, uh, my romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Because I want to say maybe 2018 is when I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I really just wanted to focus on work. And I ignored my overall health well-being right Mm -hmm. and I thought that as long as I get closer and closer to my career goals Mm -hmm. like mentally I'm okay but no I wasn't I wasn't it fucked me up like I was constantly comparing myself to other businesses yeah if I saw them doing really well I'm like oh no I need to work harder I need to work harder but that didn't make me efficient you know like I was not mentally clear Mm -hmm. I wasn't emotionally aware I was I was almost like a zombie (laughs) and it wasn't until maybe two three years ago or two years ago Mm-hmm. when I realized like I need to take a step back, focus on the things that are more important to me um, in life other than my career mm-hmm. in order to be more efficient in my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which is why I think self-care is so important because it does help one be more grounded. It reduces anxiety, depression, stress, frustration, anger. I mean, so much um, while improving your concentration, your energy, your positive thinking, um, experiencing happier emotions. I mean, there's just so much benefits to self-care that I don't know if people are aware of all the benefits that it actually has. And I think if people were more aware of the values, it would cause or entice people to want to participate in these type of activities, right? And self-care looks different for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it could be something as simple as like getting your nails done, getting a haircut, taking a bubble bath or something. For yes. some people, it is working out. It's journaling, taking an exercise class, right? Mm-hmm. So for everyone, it looks different, but in the end, you kind of get the same outcome. And although there are different ways of practicing self-care, right? Today, we're going to be focusing on physical and mental self-care practices that are going to help improve your overall well-being. All right. Do you think you focus more on your physical or your mental well-being more? You know, I think it's pretty well balanced. So when I'm at work, when I'm over at the university, that's where my physical activities come into play. I got my basketball and my weightlifting. When I'm at home to start my day, that's when I do the yoga. That helps me get mentally prepared throughout the day. And then 
I want to get back into journaling so that way I can feel like mentally clear before I go to sleep rather than being on my phone or watching a show on Netflix. I feel well rested if I'm not tied into electronics mm-hmm. at the end of the night, right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And if I don't do them, my God, that fucks up my whole day. Mm-hmm. Like I could tell a huge difference in my day, my mood mm-hmm. throughout the day if I don't do my yoga in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know? Which I feel like it makes sense for you to say, you know, when you're at work as a personal trainer, you focus on the more physical aspect and at home you're able to do the pay attention to the mental aspect. And I wonder if it's important to have a good balance between the two. Because personally, for myself, I feel like I focused more heavily on my mental mm-hmm. well-being than my physical well-being. Like when I thought when I thought about for myself, like, what do I do for the physical aspect of my mental well-being? And I could only think of like, I go for walks. Yep. I see, I can't even say I lift weights anymore because it's been a while. <laughs> but um, like cooking would be cooking be considered one because like I enjoy cooking that's a form of self-care that brings me joy, you know, that I'm able to like provide for my family or whatever. But other than that, like I was able to just think of what do I do mentally that helps me personally. And for me, that looked like journaling, meditating, listening to music, Mm -hmm. doing some mindless activity, like the adult coloring books (laughs) or like watching a movie or a TV series. Okay. You mentioned cooking earlier, right? I mean, it's something that brings you joy. Mm-hmm. You might be mindful while cooking, paying attention to what you're cooking, why you're cooking it, the, the flavors and everything. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I bring up mindfulness is because there's a study I was reading up on, and it was about an eight-week mindful practice where they included yoga, exercise. And I think they're given a variety of classes they could take or strength training. Uh-huh. They had a trainer on board with that, right? And then there was mindfulness meditation. Mm-hmm. And... You know, after that eight-week study, it showed that there was an increase in gray matter. So mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know, gray matter is like the outer layer of the brain. Um, it helps with information processing. And, you know, when there's a reduction in gray matter, it's hard for someone to have complete motor control, control their emotions, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So it has been shown that participating in these mindful activities help to increase gray matter. And there is that mm-hmm. dopamine, dopamine response as well, right? When you do something that you enjoy, you get that kick of dopamine mm-hmm. and you feel rewarded, you feel happy. So this increase or reduction of gray matter that you're you're talking about, does that have anything to do with neuroplasticity or is that something different? So neuroplasticity is like the rewiring of your brain, right? Or um, how efficient your brain can process the information. So with the increase of gray matter, or let's say just the reduction of gray matter, you're not able to process the information as efficiently as you were before. So that's why exercise is really important or any type of mindful activity because it Mm -hmm. helps to increase that gray matter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? It does, yes. And the reason why I bring that up is as I was doing reading about self-care or whatnot, I came across like two different types of self-care. One that is temporary self-care and then one that is enduring self-care so temporary is short-lived and it can look like something something like having dinner with a friend or maybe like getting a manicure or a pedicure or something 
And then I want to bring up enduring self-care because that is more long-term or has permanent effects such as mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And mindfulness, which I think is also a term that has been thrown out over the years, and some people might still be confused about it, but is paying full attention to something and not rushing or multitasking and just living in the present moment, right? So, and I think this is a different study, but uh, there was a study that looked at seven weeks of practicing mindfulness affected one's gray matter when it came to learning and memory processes, Mm -hmm. emotion regulation, perspective taking, and more. So, Something simple as practicing mindfulness can have long-term effects. Exactly. Which I always say this, but it, that's crazy. Um, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's hard for a lot of people to think of it that way. Think of it as being a benefit. Because mm-hmm. when it comes to exercise, I mostly get clients who are like, I want to lose weight. Yeah. I want to look a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. And the way that I flip the switch on them is after like two or three weeks, I'm like, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Um, How'd you feel after today's workout? How'd you feel over the weekend? How'd you start your Monday? Like, how'd you start the week? Mm-hmm. And everybody responds the same way. They're like, oh, I feel really good. Like, I feel, you know, I was stressed out before we came into the workout. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they feel like really amped afterwards, right? And that's that like endorphin and dopamine response like, after exercise. And I'm sure you had that same feeling when you were working out before, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, you told me numerous times that. You wanted to get back on that routine because you, that was the best you felt in a long time, in the morning, mm-hmm. at least, because that's mm-hmm. when you started your workout. Yeah. And that works for you. Um, but it doesn't always have to be weightlifting. You know, you could go out for a walk, a hike, maybe grabbing coffee with a friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, I mean, the coffee with a friend, that is the temporary, that temporary fix, right? Because we are trying to build the long lasting effect with your self-care routine. And for some people, it it is different. And I think you were mentioning that, you know, self-care for a parent is going to look different than a bachelor, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, as a parent, what does self-care mm-hmm. look like to you? Yeah, so I think for a busy parent, self-care can look like having a routine to reduce the chaos. It can be setting boundaries for yourself so you're not always... Um, with the children or with the family and you, you know, make, put aside time for yourself. And if you have a partner, it can be scheduling date night, Um, something as little as that. And then I want to take it further and say like, what does self-care look like for a family? Um, Because I don't think of self-care like that. When I think of self-care, I'm, I'm being a little selfish and thinking about myself, right? But I think it's important to, like, look at your relationships that Mm -hmm. you have. So self-care for family could be, like, get moving together. Mm -hmm. And, like, personally for my family and I, like, we like to do dance parties in the living room or the kitchen. Can we call that family care? (laughs) Um, Essentially, that's what it is, right? I guess so. It's called spending time with your family. (laughs) Um, But also, like, spending quality time together with your family. Mm -hmm. And I'm not joking about that, but I think it's easy to be around your families, but not really spending time with each other. Being right? present. Being present. Is, is what you really want to do, right? Exactly. Yeah. That goes the same with other areas of our life too, because we are so into our phones these days and just so distracted. Unless we really are intent with it, 
or really try and focus on it, we're not fully present. We're not fully there. And that goes back to being mindful, right? Oh, it's so important. Yeah, yes. for sure. I should yeah. get like mindful, mindful or mindfulness tattoo oh, on my Please forearm. don't, please don't. As like a reminder. Oh my God. You see my tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, mindfulness. I don't <laughs> care unless it says mindfulness. But, but yeah, you know, when you're, when you're around other people, it's really important to be mindful and it doesn't only benefit you, it benefits the people that are around you as well because mm-hmm. they can get those long lasting effects of feeling that connection with someone, mm-hmm. right? Yes. How often would you say you practice self-care? I try to every day now. And okay. it did, honestly, it didn't start until a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So I got back maybe a month, not even a month ago. I got back maybe three mm-hmm. weeks ago, somewhere around there. Yeah. So prior to me going to the Philippines, mm-hmm. I was still like busy, busy, busy. You know, we're yeah. still doing a lot of stuff with the podcast. I was doing a lot of stuff with UW and my clientele. Mm-hmm. And... I wasn't allowing myself to take a break to do things I wanted to do. And once I got back from the Philippines, I was like, Dante, just go ahead and relax, watch like a TV show or something. Mm-hmm. That's when I started watching Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I was able to relax. That was my temporary form of self-care. Mm-hmm. And I felt I felt at ease, you know, when I woke up in the morning. Yeah. But again, that was short-lived. So then I realized like, what did I used to do in the past that really got me going, really mm-hmm. made me feel positive about my day, positive about myself. And mm-hmm. that was the yoga mm-hmm. in the morning. So for the past week, I have been doing it every day. And if I can't do it in the morning, I make sure to do it in between clients if I have a break or okay. at the end of my day. So okay. I've been doing pretty well. I never thought of you as like a yoga guy, a yogi. Are you a yogi? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 definitely not a yogi. So it started because I wanted to become more flexible. Okay. So for me, I usually just do dynamic stretches, which is, which are, you can think of them as stretches that are, that you do while you're moving. For mm-hmm. those of you that have played a team sport, when you're with your coaches, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but I noticed that I was only gaining a certain amount of range of motion. I wanted to be really flexible mm-hmm. because I'm in my thirties, but I feel like I'm in my sixties sometimes mm-hmm. where I have those stiff, you know, stiff back, stiff legs when you wake up in the morning, you know what I mean? I do, mm-hmm. yes. And I hated it. By the way, like once you turn 30, it's all downhill from there. Sorry to say. It, it, <laughs> it could get better. <laughs> but I initially started yoga because of, because I wanted to increase my flexibility. Mm-hmm. And then as I continued to do it, when I first started, I did it for maybe a month. And I noticed that I had a more positive outlook on my day, more positive experiences mm-hmm. with the people around me. Um, I was less grumpy when I woke up mm-hmm. and then I learned that I was doing it. I started doing it more for the emotional aspect rather than the mm. physical aspect. And I love that. that's where the whole extrinsic to intrinsic uh-huh. <laughs> motivation comes from. Right. Yeah. So for a lot of people, they tend to do things for the extrinsic reward, which is looking good. Yeah. Um, I mean, feeling good could be, could be, extrinsic depending on how you look at it for me the increase in my range of motion that was an extrinsic reward right yeah but then like once i started realizing how my relationships and different networks were being positively affected Mm -hmm. that made me want to do it even more right Mm -hmm. realizing that the losing the weight the feeling healthy the the increased flexibility that's going to come no matter what Mm -hmm. i I need to do this for my mental clarity and emotional clarity right Mm -hmm. 
I think it helps the habit stay long-term too. Mm -hmm. Because how many times have I started working out because, oh, I wanted to look good for this event or I wanted to fit into this dress or I'm going on vacation, you know, but it's like once those events do happen, I fit into that dress or the event's gone. I'm no longer motivated. But if I had a focus like recently this past year I'm like you know the next time I start working out and being on a regimen I want to do it because I want to feel better mentally I want to be doing better mentally um and I think that motivation goes further than the intrinsic motivation exactly Mm -hmm. exactly and I think we talked about this last week you said you started journaling again Yes, I started actually at the beginning of November Mm -hmm. and I have continued it. I don't do it all the time. I just do it when I'm feeling super stressed or if I have a lot on my mind and I kind of just need to unload it. Mm -hmm. So it's feeling like I have a lot of weight on my shoulders. I don't really know what next step to take or how to move forward. So for me, journaling It's just on my computer. I'm not even writing it down pen to paper, even though I am a more pen to paper person. Yeah. I think that I am short on time these days and I type a lot faster. So it's kind of just like a word vomit onto the screen. I'm just typing away. But it's pretty much like what is on my mind? Get these thoughts out of your mind and being aware and recognizing my thoughts, my feelings. And then once I'm done with like a session, or an entry, even the practice of journaling just makes me feel that much lighter and that much more like, okay, it's it's out there and now I, I do what I need to do, even though I might not know what I need to do. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's just like the act of journaling. And so I, I think that helps with, again, mental clarity. Yeah, right? for sure. So, you know, yeah, everybody has these things on their mind all the time. If mm-hmm. you're able to get it out there, yeah, you're not trying to process this information anymore because you've already got it down. Yeah, right? I was talking to a client the other day. I was just asking him, like, what do you do throughout your day that helps keep you like mentally sane? Mm-hmm. And he's he said that if he doesn't organize his day, mm-hmm. scheduling, which in my mind could be a form of journaling, uh-huh. um, where you know you're just you're mapping out your day. How are you going to feel for the day? Like, if you deal with different clients, how are you going to interact with them? What do you want your day to look like with these yeah. clients? And when he does that, he says he feels really good throughout the week. And when he misses out scheduling one day, he's in this brain He's fog. all thrown off. He's all thrown off. And it's crazy that it can have an extreme impact on how your week goes. Now, if someone wanted to start journaling, like, what do you suggest that they do? Just start. Mm-hmm. Just start. That's it. Just start. Just All right. You heard <laughs> Just it. Start. Just start. Just um, start. I mean, yeah. So what does that look like for you? Like I said, I'm, I mentioned I'm usually a pen and paper type of person. Yeah. That's not working for me in this instance. So I'm just doing it on my laptop. It can be, I mean, gosh, I don't really have a way, but I'm like, I can tell you to find a, find a room or an area in the house where you can just focus. That's like not so chaotic. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, maybe you have some music going on in the background. I don't know. And just start. So that's exactly how I started. I started with what you suggested, which was going into a quiet room, mm-hmm. um, making sure that I could just mentally focus on what I want to get down. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And that worked for a really long time. I, I haven't I haven't journaled in maybe like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was journaling, I transitioned to trying to be in a busy place mm-hmm. to do it. And it was only because I wanted to see if I can focus without being distracted with what was going mm-hmm. on. Going like on a coffee me. shop or... It started with... In a gym. It started, it started with the lounge. Okay. Um, like we have a lounge at work. Okay. And, you know, they have the TV going. Sometimes you get people going in and out of the rooms. And it's not a lot of noise. Okay. It's just things traffic. moving around. A lot of traffic, right? A lot right? of traffic. Yep. Then it was in the break room or in our office where some of the coworkers go around. Oh, then it was a coffee shop where they have music going. Yeah, it was, it was tough for a minute, but I wanted to train myself to be aware of my surroundings, but block it out so I can focus on what my task was, which I didn't even think of it at the time, but it was Mm -hmm. a form of like mindfulness training, right? It's crazy. I guess it's crazy because like if I were to journal in my old, at my old job in the break room, Uh people try and be so conversational and be like, oh, hey, how's it going? How's your day? What are you up to? What are you doing this weekend? I mean, like 21 questions, right? Mm -hmm. Like you better have some earphones on. For them to bother you. That is, <laughs> so, yeah, I was doing that for a little bit, but I felt like I wasn't a part of the team at some point. Uh-huh. So I took them out and they would talk to me. And yeah. I was I was fine with it. I, you know, I was still writing while uh-huh. they were talking to me. Dang. And it helped out a little bit. Yeah. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Funny you mentioned coffee shops because I think one of my new self-care practices for myself is like finding a new coffee shop. Uh-huh. And just getting, like, some work done in there. Yeah. So um, I went to a new coffee shop this past, whatever, couple days ago. And I was like, okay, I kind of like this a lot. I'll Mm -hmm. tell you about it off the air because we might have to visit at one time. Um, But I I don't know. For some reason, it does bring me joy. So, I mean, we brought up a few things that we do for ourselves. And we realized that, you know, it does bring us joy. We understand the benefits. But I'm curious to know, like, what is your why? Or, like, why did you start journaling? Mm-hmm. Why did you work out? I think we know why you worked out. You said you wanted to feel good. You did it for specific reasons. Uh-huh. But what caused you to realize or, like, mm-hmm. at least reflect on mm-hmm. the significance of these activities in order for you to start yeah. doing it? So, for myself personally, I think I really started focusing on my self care. I think it was at the beginning of the pandemic mm-hmm. and uh, I was actually gifted by my best friend, Dessa, like a set of face masks, like a shit ton of them. And I was like, Oh, what am I going to do with all these? So then that's where I like, I started the routine of like doing a face mask a week. And oh, then, oh, you're talking about oh, like, like uh, skincare, skincare routine. Oh. Sorry. I thought you were talking about masks for COVID. Oh, no. All right. Okay. okay. Go ahead. I know. Right. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So So it started off with like a weekly skincare face mask. And then from that, I was like, oh, I'm going to pair it with like a weekly. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Were you imagining? I'm like, (laughs) Like, okay, it's it's COVID. What does this have to do with self-care? Well, I guess because you don't want to get sick. (laughs) All right. She give you a shit ton of (laughs) masks. Okay. Sorry. Skincare face mask. Okay. Moving on. So I started doing that. I paired it with weekly baths Uh and uh, I was like, oh, okay. Like I can get into the routine of this. So that was my Monday nights. Uh 
skincare, face mask, bath. And that really helped me just gain me time. And then over time, it became, it helped to clear my mind for better judgment. It helped me manage my daily stress. And it just overall helped me have more balance in different areas of my life. So I still continue to this day, you know, it no longer looks like weekly face masks or a bubble or a bubble bath. I don't have access to that anymore, unfortunately. Uh-huh. So it look it looks different. I mentioned like the meditation. Sometimes I even do like deep breathing as a practice. Mm-hmm. Well, um, okay, so, but yeah, that's so my why. That is your why? Mm-hmm. Okay. What what's your why? Like what is your self-care goal? Because I think the why is so important. So the, yeah, the reason why I asked about your why is because Without a why or without a purpose, like you've kind of failed yourself already, right? Mm-hmm. This is for sure going to be short-lived yeah. because you have no reason or purpose to continue to do something without understanding why you're doing it, mm-hmm. right? So, And you're able to be more focused. Yeah. And so for me, my two reasons for um, participating in weightlifting and sports is because I know that it's good for my physical health and two... It's because I want to enhance my sports performance. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess there's there's actually another. What's that? There is one time I was injured for, I was out for maybe two, three months. I couldn't do anything, any type of physical activity. Messed up my shoulder and I broke my hand. Okay. So. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It was, it was bad. So um, <laughs> I think <laughs> after I recovered, I was biking and then I tried playing basketball and I was extremely winded like heaving mm-hmm. <laughs> it was bad so I never wanted to feel like that ever again yeah. so that's my why mm-hmm. okay. uh, for why I, I continue to work out right uh-huh. but when it comes to like the yoga and the, the yoga and the journaling my why for that is because it helps me to remain mentally sane like mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people have their sad days their days where they feel slightly depressed or um, anxious, right? And for mm-hmm. me, when I have that mental clarity, I just feel good overall, right? And yeah. I notice that when I stop it, that's when I'm in a pissy mood. I don't like interacting with people, even though I love being around people, as you mm-hmm. know. Um, like I, I feed off of people. Um, I just have better interactions with individuals, and I feel better about myself when I do these activities. Okay, good to know. Uh-huh. What do you What do you find most challenging? when it comes to practicing self-care like I know for me is just finding time making time finding time with you know with a lack of schedule yeah well why is it so hard to find time you think so I think I'm realizing this about myself that I am such a structured person Uh and I need structure in order to thrive and if I don't have structure I'm sorry you're gonna get it a poor version of yeah. Michelle. Um, I'm about to call you out real quick. So oh no. I'm going to call myself out too. Oh because no. we did a social media episode a while back. Like one of our first uh-huh. few episodes. Uh-huh. And we looked at how much screen time we have. Uh-huh. Or how much screen time we're using um, throughout the day. Yep. And I think for me, mine was three hours total on my phone. That include text, emails. And I think, social media. And I think it was higher, but okay. Okay, maybe, <laughs> probably. So for me, like, I personally stopped saying I don't have time. Yeah. Mine was 
I'm not making the effort to make time. Yeah. Uh, What about you? What do you think? No, I totally get it. Like, (laughs) we're talking about self-care and I'm talking about a mindless activity. I can say scrolling on social media is a form of self-care. Okay. Whether I like it or not, you know, but like scrolling mindlessly on Instagram. Sure. For you, it could be like scrolling TikTok. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. not to say I'm proud of it, because I definitely recognize that I could be using that time scrolling uh, to other things and yeah. other areas in my life. And I, and I think we don't we don't want people to think that we're saying that's a bad way mm-hmm. to perform self-care, because if that's yeah. what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. no one's to say, like, no, you shouldn't be doing that. You need less yeah. time on social media. If that's what makes you happy, do it. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you figured out that you want to do something other than that, then figure out what's holding you back yeah. from doing it, right? Well, I think that's why it's so important to find balance, yeah. too. I think any kind of activity is a form of self-care as long as it's not bringing you stress mm-hmm. or if it's doing the opposite of yeah. improving your your well, well-being. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's my most challenging thing. Did I, did you answer that already? What do you find most challenging? No. Uh, what, what do I find most challenging? About it, practicing self-care. Mine was making time. Making time and starting it. I think it's on the same level. Because I noticed that my yoga, I try to do in the morning. Because I wake up at, now I'm waking up at like 4.30, sometimes 5. I try to wake up before 5. I'm starting to get harder and harder lately. I think I'm adjusted to the time. Uh, to the time zone. But I, it is getting really hard because for me, that house, the house that I live in. The haunted house. The haunted house. Check out the episode. <laughs> Some people don't know. Like, there's times I'll be in a depressed stage uh-huh. in that house. And I notice sure. that once I leave, I feel a lot better. Is it because it's haunted or is it just because, like, the house itself, like. Is I'm, there... I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> And it, for those of you that don't that haven't listened, go listen to the story because this shit's that shit's crazy. But really, like when I'm in my room, yeah, in that house, there are days like I feel really depressed. Should we do a makeover of your room? No, no, no. no. Oh. I just need to get my own house. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, like the space that we are in most of the time has such an effect on our moods. Yeah, but it's it really is just <laughs> that room. Like I could so, be like it's weird. You want to like strip it and just like paint in another color you know just like a whole makeover no so it's but no i'm dead serious like it really is just that okay. room out of the whole house well if you say that then it might have to do with the hauntedness yes so <laughs> so um i think that it's just tough because also that house is pretty dark it was built in what the 60s maybe the 70s mm-hmm. no it was built in the 60s i think mm-hmm. and lighting's not not that good in that house um you need a lampshade I got one already. Another so, lampshade? I got, so I got that too. I got that one too. <laughs> so it's just when I walk out into the living room, it's yeah. pretty dark and it's just hard to get motivated to want to do it. Mm. And then I have to tell myself, Dante, just do it. And that's yeah. usually what gets me. Yeah, it's just tough just starting the activity. Mind is a powerful yeah. thing. One thing I did realize that before, I used to give myself an hour time slot. I used to uh-huh. log it on my schedule, on my calendar, right? On my Google calendar. And that was the time I needed to get it done. Uh, before, if I didn't have an hour to do it, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to do it at all. And then now I realize, like, just like the yoga in the morning, mm-hmm. if I wake up late and I only have 
10 minutes to do yoga, I'm going to do it for 10 minutes. If I only have five, I'm only going to do it for five. If I barely have any time, I'm just going to stretch it. <laughs> I just need to do something. Just do one pose for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's mm-hmm. good. So how can people start a self-care routine? Because I came across this thread on Twitter talking about self-care. And yeah. some of the people, some people were like, there's so much talk about self-care, but I don't know how to do it. And I don't know where to start. You know, I think it's important that you're able to identify your stressors or stressors and also coming up with a game plan to alleviate the stress. So you think you have to identify the stressor in order to be successful. And yeah, and that, that's what works out for me because I'm the type that wants to figure out what the stressor is. How am I going to make it less stressful? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to ignore it. Yeah. I want to take care of it and I want to be able to um, to manage it in a way where it's not overbearing. Mm-hmm. Right. What if it's hard to identify your stressor? Well, try again. What if, it, <laughs> what if you're just like, well, I don't know what I'm stressed about, but I know I'm stressed, but I want to feel better well, temporarily. Think, and that's the thing that sucks. Because, like, I mean, finding that temporary fix, sure, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to do something that just makes you forget about what the stress is, like, if it mm-hmm. works for you, it works for you. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. But from my point of view, if you're not able to identify it, or figure out how to make it less stressful. It's yeah. going to keep coming back. Well, you want right? to find that underlying issue. Yes, exactly. And so that's why for me, like if there's something that I, like let's say I identified it and I can't fix it, mm-hmm. at least I could change my mindset. Mm-hmm. Right? And how am I going to change my mindset? How am I going to have a more positive outlook? Mm-hmm. I have to do the physical um, activity stuff, like the yoga. And you know, the yoga is what actually helps me have a better outlook for my day, right? So like if I'm stressed out at work or if I have to like run a lot of errands that are going to be stressing me out through the day, then at least I got my yoga done. I'm in a happier mood, more excited to get out the house and get active. Mm-hmm. So. You got to do what you wanted to do Yep. in order to make you happier. Oh, yeah. I think, in, I think to start a self-care routine, one should start small with like one or two tasks at a time. Um, be careful not to overwhelm yourself. Mm-hmm. And I say this because like you are rooting for yourself and you want to set yourself up for success. Yep. So don't think, don't think too big, like take those baby steps to kind of identify your why, what is your reasoning for practice, uh, for practicing self-care. And so brainstorm baby steps. Um, how can you get closer to your goal and kind of just work towards these as often as you can. And just remember that, like, in order for it to be self-care, it has to be stress-releasing mm-hmm. and uh, not let you experience negative emotions. Yeah, well, I, to add on to that, I think that's a great idea. But to add on to that, I would say that, you know, these activities should be something that brings you joy. Yep. Right? It, you joy. know, if you don't like doing yoga, you don't like working out, don't mm-hmm. do those as your activities. Just understand yeah. what you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy how this term, like, does it bring you joy stemmed off from? Are you familiar with Stop. Marie Kondo? Oh my God, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> well, no, it's usually oh. like, and uh, so I've been like familiar with downsizing even before Marie Kondo came mm-hmm. out. But it's crazy how this, like, this term of just finding, like, what brings you joy, what brings you happiness just blew up. 
but it is so important. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm traumatized. By Why that. are you traumatized by that? This was a long, long, long time ago. I had a talk with. I had a talk with someone. It was about my shoes. Oh, and they're like, they're you like, need you to need get a right. downsize. I'm like, you need to shut up. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, oh, Marie Kondo. Is that yeah, name? yeah. So mm-hmm. she goes, they're like, we should wash them. I know what this is about. I don't uh-huh. want to get rid of my shoes. And every day, I was like, does this shoe bring you joy? <laughs> yeah. Does this shoe bring you joy? I'm like, yes, it does. Everything brings me joy. Leave it alone. <laughs> All your shoes bring you joy. Yes. And if that's your thing, then that's your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although we're talking about self-care, this doesn't mean that it's about yourself, only yourself. Other people can be involved in this to help you out, right? And, yes. you know, recently I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts and they the topic wasn't about support, but finding a support system was talked about in mm-hmm. each episode. And one thing I realized is that in order to set yourself up for success, there are some things or some activities where you need to have that good support system. And when we're talking about a good support system, you want to have people that have the same mindset as you. Mm-hmm. You know, the family and friends, mm-hmm. you know, true family or true friends and family, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna want to support you no matter what, right? But if they don't have the same viewpoint or outlook your end goal mm-hmm. or if they don't if they can't see the same end goal mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to support you the way that you need to be supported yes um the way i think about it is like exercise right like my point of view on exercise is sports performance i got some people that want to do it to lose weight i got some people that want to do it to look a certain way right mm-hmm. now if we all have different goals mm-hmm. um, but these are the people that are going to support me to help me to get to my workout for the day yeah once that person looks a certain way, they might be done. Maybe. You know, once that person loses loses a certain amount of weight, they might be done. Uh-huh. So although it is helpful for them to get me motivated to work out, that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that's the best support system for me. Yeah. So just finding that group that's going to help you get to where you want to be and they want to get to that same finish line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's same like me. I mean, I definitely had to bring in my husband and just have a talk with him and be like, this is how I'm feeling and this is what I need from you Mm -hmm. so I can practice my self-care more effectively, Mm -hmm. right? Because without his support, I wouldn't be able to get get it done to do the things that I need to do for for my mental Mm well-being. And this is going to be a harsh reality for a lot of people, but not everybody is going to be able to support you the way that you want to be supported. For sure. So we'll we'll probably talk about that in another episode, but you do want to consider that that you may not get the type of support you want because that person may not know how to support you the way that you need to be supported. Mm -hmm. So just understand everybody's going to truly want to help you to the best of their ability, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that it's best for you. So maybe in that instance, do you think it's as simple as like, Telling them, like, I need support from you and this is how I need it. I think that's one way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be good. And if, if they can't provide it that way, I think it's yeah your duty to not get upset, right? Yeah. It's your responsibility to make sure that you understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Because you can't force someone to do something, to support you the way you want to be supported. For sure. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we definitely pinpointed some ways to start, <laughs> to start a self-care routine. Um, mm-hmm. Now... I guess I wanted to give an example of what my self-care routine looks like. Okay. I talked about what I do, but this is yeah. what my week kind of looks like. 
So, you know, Sunday, it's my workouts for the week for my groups. Um, getting those done. Getting those done because, you know, it helps to relieve my stress of having to do it on a Monday or Tuesday, mm-hmm. right? So I make sure I get the whole week done for just for the group. Right? Uh-huh. Then I go into my planner, write down the things I need to do for the week. Um, I go over the outline for our episodes. And that's Sunday. Uh, by Sunday night, I'm hoping to relax and watch a watch a Netflix show or something. Mm-hmm. And Monday comes around. Monday through Friday is kind of the same routine. Wake up around 4 or 5. Try to get some stretching and yoga in. And then I get to work. And in between clients, I try to fit a workout in each day. Tuesdays, we have our recordings. I try to mentally prepare myself for the recordings by listening to other podcasts listening to motivational speakers and listening to music that just gets me hyped up for the day. Okay. Right. And then when Friday rolls around, I'm just ready for the weekend. I feel good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pretty basic routine. I, I am trying to add a few things in there, but we'll go yeah. into that afterwards. What about you? Yeah. What my self-care routine, routine looks like right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Michelle. Uh, it's kind of lacking. Like, like I mentioned earlier with journaling, you know, I don't, so I don't do the, I don't even know if I can call it a self-care routine because I'm not really doing these tasks on routine Mm -hmm. and I'm doing it just whenever I, I feel like I need to. Right. Mm -hmm. But I would say the main three is journaling, meditation, deep breathing, and a mindless activity. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say lacking at all. I mean, you're doing what you can do right now. Yeah. You know, and just to have a positive mindset on it, it's like you're going to, mm-hmm. you want to improve it. Yeah. I mean, that's what it sounds like. So. And you know what? It, what I notice is that my self-care can look different even on a day-to-day basis. Yep. Like yesterday, I just needed to get out of the house, go for a walk, but it is super cold in Seattle these days. Uh-huh. And so that walk was like at the mall with my son. Yep. I mentioned going to a new coffee shop. Sometimes I like to do that. I guess my point is that just that it doesn't have to look the same every day. Yeah. Like how yours kind of looks same throughout the week. And that works for me. Exactly. That's the only way I could be efficient. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. And mine is just like, I'm like, you know what? What do I want to do right now? So what are you trying to add? Moving forward. Overall, I want to improve my sleep schedule which I kind of been working on. It's been really nice to go to sleep at like the 10, 10 o'clock hour instead of like one or 2 a.m. I am aiming to wake up before my children so I can get like a good calm start to my day and not wake up with sweet Isaac waking me up and be like, good morning, mommy. He's like so sweet in the morning, but still it's like, oh shoot, I wake up and I need it that very moment, right? I'm trying to stay away from that. Um, writing my priorities down, every night for the next day and then reviewing that in the morning so I know like this is what I'm going to do this is my focus nice yeah for me I'm going to start journaling again um initially the journaling started because of my grandma so I was writing to my grandma when she passed away Mm -hmm. so I was doing that every day for a while Uh, I still want to do that and I want to add journal. To your grandma. Yeah, to my grandma. Mm-hmm. And then that's one page for my grandma, one page for a journal prompt. And um, I might have like a motivational quote in there or something that helps me have a positive mindset before I go to sleep, right? 
And this may sound stressful for a lot of people, but I want to map out my whole year for next year. Yeah, that's anxiety. Uh, for a lot of people. But for me, it keeps <laughs> my mind clear. Yeah, it keeps my mind clear. Like I know exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm at ease knowing that I'm, I'm, I know whether I can be on track with my goals. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want to make sure that I have my, my year planned out for my personal business, my year planned out for my clients, my mm-hmm. um, year planned out for the podcast, my year planned out for the, or my season planned out for the plant business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah. And that's awesome. If it works for you, great. Yeah. Me, I can't think that. Well, <laughs> well, we definitely hope that this episode helped you guys out in starting a self-care routine. Uh, we do want to hear whether or not this has helped out. Some new things, new techniques you all have tried. Yeah. Um, some techniques that didn't work for you. Some changes you guys have all made, right? Yes. Like what has worked for you? What has not worked for you? Maybe we can learn a thing or two or three from you. Because remember, we are all <laughs> learning together, right? Yeah. So remember, we all have different journeys in life. What may be right for me might not be right for you and vice versa. We're hoping this episode enlightened you, inspired you to bring up these types of conversations with your community. And hoping that you can be a part of our community. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at life.ini. And that's a wrap on today's episode. Take care, you guys. And Merry Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I think this is the last one.